0: Flashback to ten years ago. A cringe travels like a wave through a room full of teenage test subjects as an explosion rocks the building. Another failure. Medical staff swarm into the test chamber. Beneath the sounds of chaos, Elena hums a single note, trying to hold on to the sound of her own voice, hoping it's strong enough for the infernal machine. The medics rush out with the test subject, a girl slightly younger than she is. Everyone in the room tries to look away from the tourniquet stemming the flow of blood to a shattered leg. The chaos dies down. It always does. And eventually Elena's own turn comes. She sings out loud with a clumsy, untrained voice quivering through layers of fear and rage. And the machine answers, forming itself around her like a metal cocoon. Seconds later, electricity arcs over its surface. The tech team tries to deactivate the hymnal, but it's too late. The building is rocked by another explosion. Elena's voice goes silent suddenly, and she is flung backward by the force, into the wall of the test chamber head first. Everything goes black. And then yesterday. She is shouting into her radio, helpless to do anything but warn dear Mia about what will happen if she lets her voice be swallowed by the lake. As she does sometimes, she glances downward at Callista's prosthetic leg, the replacement for the one the medics couldn't save that day. The wall of the command center caves in like an eggshell. There is a flash of yellow light as the hymnal Daybreaker shatters. She can hear Callista crying out for its lost pilot from the station at the end. Elena looks up to see the enormous figure in pearlescent armor lift its hammer from the ground and step through. Today she opens her eyes. All she can think is that she hopes she is not alone in the medical bay. That they were able to save the others too. It is the day after the bridge incident. Hell has not returned to its former base, settling into a makeshift base on the other side of the city. No one in the party has seen or heard from Balthazar Baker. Have you seen or heard from one another?
1: I don't know by what means the entire party manages to get to the temporary base, but... Upon arrival, Mia grabs the bare essentials of her officer's uniform to carry with her so that she doesn't get ID'd or stopped by anyone and just turns on her heels to Flannery and Linlin. I'm going to go speak with some of the other um, leaders for different hymnal units, as well as some of the senior staff and try and get a little organized and figure out what's going on. And I have people of my own that I need to check on. I'm trusting you two to behave yourselves. Not that I don't already trust you, just watch yourselves if you need anything. Look for an officer, ask for me, I will try to find you, but I need to go check on Lena and some others and get ahead about what's going on here. Is that good? Do you understand that? Wait, uh, before you head out, where uh, where is Baby? I didn't get the full picture, but from what I understand, their parents uh, made the executive decision to transfer them to private treatment. So, Hell doesn't have a direct hand in treatment at the moment, but we still do have tabs on them. I don't know where they are specifically at the moment, though. I can try to find out, but it'll take me some time.
2: We, we, so, we, they're just MIA? We don't know where they are at all?
1: Like I said, they were transferred at their parents' request, so they are being treated, but as for... To what extent and for how long, I can't say. I'm sorry, Flannery, I really don't know. There's a lot going on, and that's frankly, no offense meant to any of you, not particularly high on my priorities at the moment. Okay. Could be worse, but I'll keep that in mind. Okay, just, just try to take it easy for now while we figure out what's going on. We may be looking at more work in the field sooner than later, just try to relax while you can. We may not have much left of that. Um, and then Mia straightens herself up and puts her cap on and throws her jacket over her shoulder. Okay, I have to go talk to so many people. Just take it easy, okay, guys? And if you need me, find me. And walks away.
2: As soon as the sound of Mia's footsteps disappears, Flannery will turn to Lin-Lin and go, That's bullshit, right? We can't just let that stand?
3: Yeah, it it feels like baby got kidnapped. Is it kidnapping if it's your own kid? It feels like kidnapping.
2: I don't know, but it doesn't sit right with me at all. I don't like the idea of baby being anywhere where we can't find them or check up on them.
3: But somebody here can find them.
2: Yeah, you'd think. Like, they seem to have no trouble finding us any other time.
3: So maybe somebody could find the last traces maybe or if these and she like you know clenches her pendant maybe it's in these or some other factor I don't know but
2: maybe like I guess we could try and see if we could talk to Arcanist Fusk maybe he seems to know the most about how like how our work
3: yeah I kind of wanted to visit him
1: sometime anyway Mia does not visit the injured first, despite really, really wanting to. She looks for senior staff and the heads of the individual departments to figure out what happened. Mia wants the full picture, which of the Nephilim is responsible, if any. She wants to talk to Fusk to get any information that the R and D team has, or thoughts they might have, just the whole picture of what's happening, and then report to McKay briefly before making an attempt to actually stop and see Elena and Thimbledown.
0: Okay. The summary of what you you can you can find a briefing. Basically, you find a briefing in progress that you can make it into, and yeah,
1: Mia barges into uh, an in progress. <laughs> One and like nods in the back to like some of the other hymnal pilots. Yeah, and just sits and listens.
0: Yeah. The the head of Fornius team kind of nods toward an empty seat next to them. And here's the long and short of what happened yesterday, shortly before the attack on Central Bridge. There was an all out assault on the Hell base. It was led by the figure in armor and an extremely large number of chorus angels, including but not limited to fifth chorus angels, which are small, highly volatile orbs that will explode at the slightest touch. Only Gamigan team was on site. Fornius team was away south. We're going to say they were all the way in Georgia on assignment. Marcosia's team was on the way back into the city. Before Marcosia's team could be called in, however, the attack on Central Bridge took place, and it was determined that civilian lives were also at risk. Marcosia's team was directed to defend the bridge. Gamigan team attempted to head off the attack on the base. Addiction was on angel-clearing duty. Suffered some injuries, but survived. Red Destiny and Shadow Theory were on evac and were a large part of the reason many of the staff and brass made it out alive. Daybreaker and Guillotine were on point and neither of them made it. The attack was extremely direct. The only delay seemed to be in figuring out where the command center was. Once the command center was taken, we don't have information. We're trying to obtain security camera footage to find out what occurred after the loss of the bridge.
1: As the briefing concludes, Mia very quickly stands and places a hand on their shoulder. Samuel, I fear that things are going to start escalating faster than we can react to as a group. Just, not that I have to explain it, but keep your hymnal on you. I fear direct conversation, communication between the pilots may be necessary in coming days if organization starts to come unraveled. Just watch out. I might be reaching out to you.
0: Um, Lieutenant.
1: Uh, yes.
0: Any word about any additions to Marcosia's team? Additions? Yeah, I just got informed that Shadow Theory was being reassigned to Fornius' team.
1: Huh. Yeah, that's news to me.
0: I'm sure McKay will catch you. I'll, I'll be here. You know where to find me.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, just keep an eye out. Let me know if you yeah. learn anything else, and then Mia,
0: just, walks off. All right. Linlin and Flannery, are going to find, the good doctor.
2: Coming for you.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Do you have a plan? Hmm. No. Okay.
2: <laughs> Flannery's not the best with plans
3: Lillian likes to think she is but right now she's got nothing
2: other than like watching down the hall to make sure no one sees them leave the room <laughs> yeah.
0: not really
3: yeah that's about the extent of it
0: are the two of you just straight up mission impossibling down these corridors
3: yeah they've done that for Mia before
0: Mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah we put, we put our Scooby-Doo skills to good use no I don't I recall that not okay all right so
3: Her phone is silenced this time.
0: <laughs> it's good. As you walk down the hallway, you hear footsteps behind you. Uneven footsteps, a limping gait, Not particularly heavy ones.
2: Funnery presses flat against the wall like she's slick.
3: Um, and then just scurries further down.
0: And I think the person you see limping into your field of view is... One of your support team members, Callista, she's in civilian gear and carrying a really large, heavy shopping bag. Her normal prosthetic has been replaced with an unfamiliar one, and she's working on it. I'm glad to see you're okay, Flannery. Are you all right?
2: Uh, yeah, like as much as we can be. Do you need any? Help with any no, of
0: that? No, I'm i I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm not going too much further. But thank you, Flannery. Um hey. You're um flat against the wall? Oh yeah, it's um
2: new stretch that I'm trying out. Like it mm. you know, like it it kind of helps the, the nerve endings if you if you feel like all the, the cool like surface of the wall against your skin, you know?
0: None of us are okay right now, Flannery. It's all right to be a little weird.
2: More than a little weird, but yeah,
0: I... It's all right. Okay? Yeah. It's it's rough. All of it. Mm. You're okay? What about the rest of your team? Are you all all right? Well, not really. That's... Oh, no.
2: She, uh...
0: We lost, sorry, we lost the bridge uh, just after the condemnation hit 50%. Uh, we don't know what happened to you all after that, um, but you're all alive, right?
2: Like, yes, I think. You think? But Flannery? that's the thing. Like, that's kind of why we're out right now. Like, we're pretty sure that Baby's okay, but they kind of got spirited away after everything. We don't know where they are. Oh. Hmm. And you didn't see anything, your comms went down,
0: you said? No, it wasn't that the comms went down. We had to evacuate.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, in all of that, I mean, yeah.
0: The, The comms were still running, but we had to leave. I, uh, had a little trouble getting out. Um, I'm okay. But we kind of lost you guys there and we've all been really worried. Oh, here, here. And Callista kind of sets the shopping bag down and rummages around in it and produces just like a big five-inch diameter chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> <laughs> here, you, here you go. Here you go, Flannery. Where's Lin-Lin? You said baby is missing. Where's Mia?
2: Mia went to go take care of a bunch of like brass business it sounded like so she's probably just going to be in whatever meetings they've they're able to set up right now
0: Mm. serious as ever
2: uh linlin is around camera swivel literally around the corner
3: (laughs) there's like a various like slow crawl forward she's been like listening in in some parts but
0: every couple (laughs) seconds she'll take another couple quiet steps she hands Flannery a second cookie. This is for Lin-Lin, if she's around.
2: I'm sure she'll appreciate it.
0: Are you just exploring? Are you looking for something? Um,
2: We we kind of wanted to get a, a word in with Dr. Fusk, I think. Um, there might be something, like, a little screwy with maybe, like, my hymnal, I think. And we just wanted to get his opinion on something.
0: Yeah. um, He's in the makeshift lab, which is... Um, in building B just like just left of the entrance so you're gonna wanna go that way and then out and then straight across to building B and then left as soon as you get in there
2: okay sounds good building B gotcha Mm -hmm.
0: now I've gotta go you're sure you don't need help with with all this stuff here I'll be fine I'm just head it over there, and she points to the door labeled Medical Unit.
2: All right. Well, <laughs> I guess you'll know where to find us if you need
0: us. I hope so. Building B. Building B. Okay. You take care, Flannery.
2: All right. You too, Callista. Especially, just be kind to yourself and everybody else on on support too. <laughs>
0: Oh, what do you think all this is for? I don't know what else to do. (laughs) It'll be fine. Especially once I get a replacement for the damn leg. (laughs) She limps over to the medical unit on the unfamiliar leg, cursing under her breath and hoisting her shopping bag.
2: (laughs) I think once Callista leaves without turning around, uh, Flannery holds out the other cookie.
3: Yeah, and there's just, like, a hand past the corner that grabs the cookie.
2: (laughs) I really hope you got all that, because I'm terrible with directions.
3: Oh, goodness. It was around something, and then Building B, and then I think it was a left when we get inside? I heard the word left.
2: I'm hoping they've put some signs up.
3: Well, I I hope they at least labeled Building B. We can figure it out from there.
0: So... I think we see Linlin and Flannery in building B. There's a big old B in front of the uh, door. It's probably building B.
3: And two sighs of relief.
0: <laughs> you have found building B and sure enough, there's a door on the left as soon as you enter. All right, so game plan. Um, so we're gonna be asking
3: if you can help us find Baby.
2: Basically that, yeah. Other than, I guess, not being seen by. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Nods her head towards the direction <laughs> Mia went.
3: Yeah, we'll watch out for that. Um, there's something important needed to go. You know, what? we can just do it there, and then she's going to open the door.
0: Inside, you see boxes, and crates, and wires, equipment. All of it disconnected. None of the perfectly operational harmony of the old heretical tech lab. It's only been a day after all. And what is the good doctor doing?
4: The good doctor is currently sitting down at one of the lab tables, piping a hot cup of tea in one hand and looking over whatever data they managed to back up onto the emergency servers, checking over, okay, what information is lost? What can be filled in? The status reports on various different projects and especially looking over all of the uh, hymnal units that were damaged during the attack. And so I think uh, in particular, he's probably like looking over information and kind of tinkering with a hymnal unit like right now as he's drinking this tea seems a lot less anxious than most of the people around.
3: The way he's acting almost makes it seem like nothing has changed. I think there is a level of familiarity for Linlin with Fusk just because she's the type to occasionally bother him and peek in and even has her own little like named lab coat available just to examine what is going on. But despite the visits, she has no idea how a lot of this works yet. It's just a level too complex so far, but it's nice seeing a familiar face that doesn't look absolutely anxious. Hey, uh, Dr. Fusk, it's us. Oh, hello, children.
4: Uh, And we'll like very calm, like sat down, the tea, spin around in his little Mm -hmm. spinny chair. Put his hands on his knees and like lean forward a little bit, almost like in <laughs> anticipation to them being there. <laughs> How are all of you doing after the attack? I, I know um, some of you were a bit injured. Or is everything all right? Hymnal's working fine. Um, mostly.
2: Yeah, mo- yeah, mostly. I think they they helped us with the condemnation. At least feeling a little better after that, thankfully. Oh. Good,
3: good, good, good. Um, uh, the condemnation wiped out everybody there. Is there a way that we can get things adjusted, or see if I can like pick up a somebody else's unit for fixing the condemnation problem? I don't want to see that happening again. Uh, yes, the condemnation is Mine deeply is, troubling. It, it felt useless. I mean, no, this is a masterpiece. Don't get me wrong, but I felt useless. No need to feel useless, young Linden.
4: You did amazing. The people that did make it out of there were certainly indebted to you, and, well, sadly, the lives lost. Well, the lives lost. But we can do things. Uh, In fact, uh, well, during the attack, there was a a, a prototype that I was working on uh, that, well, you seem to have... uh, Been a bit of a success, being uh, how many of us made it out alive. The the redemption engine, um, able to uh, essentially filter out the condemnation content in the air, making it uh, less hazardous to those around. Uh, It's still there at the headquarters, far too uh, bulky and uh, unyieldly to be able to bring with us, but it worked, which means we can rebuild it. And maybe even, um, you know, make it smaller. Perhaps uh, something uh, mobile. Uh, uh, chemical units can be able to take them into the field or, or support staff uh, on standby. I'm, I'm not quite sure of the logistics of how it will be used, but it does work. Which means we can, uh, we'll just have to make it again.
3: We can work it out. I've seen Mia pick up trucks and boats. So if it's smaller than a boat, then we can just grab it.
4: Uh, it's uh, a bit larger than a boat, I would say. Okay. Uh, not saying that uh, your dear lieutenant isn't strong enough. This is, it's like, uh, like bolted to the ground, and it's 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 got piping and tubing. It would be a lot to to break down. Uh, not that it couldn't be done, but I just don't know if we <laughs> uh, necessarily have the time or uh, what's the word. Uh, ability to
3: do so. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. I just wanted to check in and see if there's anything that could be done, especially with so many laying around here, and I don't know how quickly we can get new people for those.
2: Yeah. Like, is there anything in the current capabilities of our hymnals that might be able to do something, like, kind of like that, I guess?
3: Well, um... Plus, like, I, I I'm technically already mostly trained. I get how these work to some extent. Sorry, this was, um, we were here for actually another thing. Oh.
2: Yeah, no, it would be great to be able to handle that better, but there's something a bit more immediate we're kind of worried about. Um, we're wondering if it's possible to find like the signal of a hymnal after it's gone offline or see where it last was or something like that. Is, there, is that something our hymnals are able to do?
4: Well, yes, well, I mean, of course there is. How do you think we are able to make sure we know exactly where everyone is at all time in order for our wonderful command center to do its job and be able to give you the information you need? All of your hymnal units leave a harmonic residue. That is easily tracked based on the various frequencies and and uh, different uh, you know harmonics and so on. As so I don't want to bore you all with all the details, uh, but we do in fact have the technology to make sure we know where everyone is, so that they are safe.
3: And our enemies don't have the technology, right?
4: Oh well, I, uh, I, 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 I would imagine not. Uh, uh, I don't. Uh, anyone with the knowledge of the different, you know, harmonics and, and such uh, would be able to uh, create such a machine. But uh, knowing which hymnal unit is which would be hard to determine without actually having the hymnal unit. Part of the reason why our tracking works is because we know the specific harmonic resonances of the different hymnal units. So, let's say uh, yours, Linlin. Yours resonates at a different frequency than yours, Flannery. And due to the difference in that frequency, we can tell which hymnal is which. Now, someone with the same technology would be able to determine that there are hymnal units, but maybe not necessarily which one is which, so to say.
3: Okay, so we got phone numbers.
4: Uh, Yes, uh, consider it a hymnal phone number, why don't you?
3: So if we were able to tell you a hymnal unit, would you be able to recover their phone number?
4: Oh, yes, of course. Is there someone you're looking for? And just nodding. <laughs> is it? And I guess we'll look at the two of you and then kind of do the mental math. Hmm. There's a... Uh, usually a third one of you, isn't there? <laughs> is, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, there is.
4: Looking for young baker. Well, um, uh, I can get that information for you, though I uh, Great. don't know how much help it would be. Uh, last I heard, they were taken in private uh, medical facility and such. I'm sure they're fine. Do uh, you just... What's the deal here, I guess, is what I'm asking.
2: During this explanation about hymnal resonances and whatnot, Flannery actually started to go like a, a lot more like quiet suddenly. Cause that makes her thoughts go back to the end of the fight in Gaylord, when her first thought was that like not they don't just keep finding the Nithilim and their angel weapons and weird hymnal-esque weapons. It seemed like they were being followed. And when the idea of like them possibly having this tracking technology comes up. That thought comes rushing back to Flannery, and she is quite shaken by that, I think.
3: I I imagine Lynn asking that question did not make Flannery feel better.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And this is a really good time, I think, to hear bootsteps in the hallway.
1: Yeah, Mia is approaching
2: fast. Oh.
0: Wait, is there someone coming?
2: Uh, We know who's coming. We're not supposed to. We're not supposed to be here. Uh, Dr. Fusk, do you have like a closet or something? Uh, her head is turning around on a swivel here.
3: Oh, uh, closet. Uh, 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 yes,
4: sir. in here, in here. And we'll go to like <laughs> one of the big like metal cabinets and open it up and like, get in children. Wait, why am I, wait, why are we hiding? Why are you hiding?
3: Uh, we'll explain later. Uh,
4: okay. In- <laughs> <laughs>
2: Trust us, we have a good reason, Bite
1: Fusk, I need to talk uh, to you.
2: Uh, <laughs> ah, yes,
4: yes, the other one. Hello. <laughs>
1: Mia cocks her head. Excuse me.
4: <laughs> Sorry, I was, um, I was, uh, ruminating on a hypothesis of mine, uh, and realized it wasn't that one, but
1: Okay, the yes, of other... course. I've, how about, I have, I have something else for you to ruminate on, actually, if, um, you wouldn't mind. Oh, I have please, a favor shoot. for you. This one doesn't have to do with my hymnal for once, um, though I do appreciate all the tuning that you've done. I need you to make something for me. Oh. (laughs) The prospect of a new project. This one's going to be kind of simple, but if there's anyone here who can get it done in the time that I'm thinking we need it done in, it's likely going to be you. I need a method by which to relay information to all hymnals simultaneously, low frequency, something that's going to come in and not be affected by condemnation. And I'm not talking about comms. Simple stuff. Long distance, broad net, but only to the hymnals. Just enough to send one piece of information.
5: Hmm.
4: This is doable, I believe. Uh, I've... Yes, well, I guess I would have to... And thoughtlessly, like, walks over to his chair, moves around, like, some of the papers to get to, like, a notepad and start scribbling down notes and thoughts and design on on this. And he's just kind of
1: mumbling to himself, almost completely forgetting that you were there. Taps the desk a couple times. Now, I don't oh. claim to know nearly as much as you, but I have read most of the notes you've given me with your hymnal. I know I pretend that I don't, but I have. I get some of the basic no. principles of some of these things. I know that it'll be difficult to send complex information, but I think if it's a small enough packet of data, we might be able to get it in without it being affected by the angels. I just need to be able to send a single coordinate to all hymnals simultaneously.
4: To all hymnals? Yes. I mean, coordinate, is it?
1: Just a ping. Single location. No other data.
4: Yeah. I think there is a very slight, like, looking over towards the cabinet. And then, looking back to Mia, and then you see Dr. Fush kind of like move in, and uh, his voice lowers and says, You do realize that the Nephilim units would also be on this frequency?
1: I'm aware. Given the circumstances in which I plan to use this, it won't matter if they know where we are.
4: Well, the thing you're asking can be done, and I'll do it, but you have to promise to use this carefully.
1: Of course. Only reason why I'm asking, I know that you've got your other pet project on the back burner since we're away from headquarters right now, so I figure if there's a time to ask you to squeeze something in, it's now.
4: I, um, you know, I've got a few other things, uh, some, uh... (laughs) uh, Irons in the fire, as uh, as the kids say, but, um, yeah, no, I can add this right, right on in. I can, what, uh, what's the time frame of this?
1: As soon as physically possible.
4: Oh, uh, yeah, I can, okay, yeah, sure, I can, uh, move some things around in my calendar. Um Fosk, <laughs> are you getting cheeky with me, really?
1: Well, I'm just, well, uh... <laughs> calendar? The entire headquarters is gone.
4: Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, no, it's it's good. I'll just, and you see, he's got one of those big desk calendars. He goes over to today's date and just kind of scratches off birthday.
0: <laughs> oh, we have a, such a cruel Mia today. We have an extremely cruel and mean Mia today.
4: And he just writes in, Mia's radio project right under it. <laughs> Alright, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll get it done.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna choose that Mia doesn't notice this, because it's funnier. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Truly, I do mean it. Um, this will be the last thing I bring you for a while, I'm hoping. Just let me know as soon as it's done. I have other people to go track down. Um, that's it. Thank you for your time, Fusk. Excellent work as always. I promise to be slightly less rough on Oni going forward, maybe, and then Mia steps out.
4: All right, good, goodbye. And then he just kind of slumps a little bit, looks at his notes, looks at him, is inspired again and then just keeps writing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think after a bit, he'll hear like a very loud like,
4: (laughs) Oh, the children, the children. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll get up and then go over to the cabinet and open it up. <clears throat> still alive, still breathing? Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: sure are.
4: Very good, very good. Ooh, uh, don't need two more dying today.
2: <laughs> yeah, No. you got some, some musty lab coats in there, Well.
4: Well, I mean, you know, they were, it was supposed to be laundry day and it's, you know, uh, we're not-
2: I mean, fair. Base and everything. I know. Yeah, World ending and all of that good stuff. But, uh. So, uh. Whoa.
4: I kind of forgot why you kids were here again. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh, Your lieutenant just (laughs) dropped a new thing on me, and I, uh, you know, I had to move some stuff around, and just, uh, what was it again? We were talking about the the other one, the baby.
2: Yes, we need (laughs) to find the baby.
4: Yes. Yes, you were looking for your friend. I can do this. And goes over to the other side of the room where there's like this uh, little laptop hooked up to a bunch of uh, like ramshackled server system, and pulls up a grid map of the city. And he goes through like a couple of different filters, essentially trying to figure out which one is the one you're looking for. It's just Ah, oh, Bellinzona Baker it should be. Uh, uh almost blue. Yes, yes, yes. Right here. Oh. Uh hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Uh they seem to be in the lake. In the lake? What? Uh Excuse yes. us? Uh, that's what the map says in the lake.
2: But we gotta go now then. Like what's going on? Ah. He- they no, could be drowning.
4: Well, no, well, I mean, well, okay. Chances are they aren't actually in the lake. Uh, there's uh, possibly, uh, you know, somewhere in the tunnel systems uh, connecting, you know, uh, here, the islands uh, over there. Um, oh,
2: okay. Well, still, that's that doesn't sound like a hospital. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah so mean, we need yeah. to get into the ho- hospital. So we need to get underground.
2: Deeper. I mean, unless yeah. they went to one of the, like, the shady underground hospitals, like the rumors say there are.
4: Oh, those shady underground hospitals aren't too bad. So
3: they're real. What? No. Hmm? Yes. Wait. Yes. Okay, so they are real. And I don't think
4: this is a shady underground hospital, if I'm being honest, it's not really in the area that they are.
2: Okay, so, th- so the, okay, the, the planner is looking <laughs> at the map where the, the ping is and noting that the fabled underground hospitals are somewhere else on the map.
4: <laughs> oh no, this uh, area of the underground tends to be uh, sort of the networking tunnels to go back and forth between Solomon city and uh, outlying islands.
2: I guess that makes sense. Cause like Baby said that their family lives out on the islands, right?
4: Oh, the bakers. Yeah, oh, yes. I mean,
3: they... Yeah, more than just lives on there. They're, like, royalty there. Oh. They practically own it. They do own it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. So, hopefully there's a way underground or uh, underwater? Underground? Both? Oh, yeah. There's highway systems that go under there. Okay, if it's, like, a highway, that means at least we don't have to, like, raid their home
0: first. That's good. That is good. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah.
4: I mean, well, the, you uh, trying to find exactly what you're looking for down there would probably be uh, a little difficult without a map to that system. You know, a lot of that's really just for uh, uh, private service, uh, you know, going back and forth, workers, uh, uh, maintenance, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you pull who knows map? what kind of- oh, yeah,
2: could I, I guess, I? is there a way to get this map in our like heads up displays or anything?
4: I mean, if I had the map, I could get you the map. I don't have the map. Can I pitch something really quick? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this seems like it would be a hilarious time um, for our
3: intelligence director. <laughs> <laughs> there is... um. It used to be a computer with a little telescopic lens as if there's like a little AI transformer resting within the laptop. But you'll see that there is like a little, almost like a flip phone that you thought was Fusk's phone for a while. And then you see like the antenna just pop up and the phone just flips open with like the big old B by it for <laughs> the intelligence director. And it'll just look over and it's like, oh. oh, I
5: can give you the map. It's available if you look in the right places. Oh, Peevee! Hello, uh... Hello. Our last meeting was cut short due to the
4: explosions. Ah, yes, (laughs) that it was. Uh, did you make it out all
5: right? I do all this remotely. I wasn't in the building.
2: Huh. Well, that's good to hear.
5: Dr. Fosk, did you think I was the laptop? No, 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 heavens
4: no, (laughs) I did not think you were the laptop. What do I look like? A fool? artificial intelligence of that uh, level has yet to be fully uh, realized quite yet. Oh, I just, I thought you worked in the IT room or something.
5: Oh, no, it's too noisy there.
2: I kind of thought you were the laptop.
5: Yes, we'll have a meeting that we'll need to sort this out. To clarify, I'm also not the phone. Um, here you go.
3: And then there's like a little ping over in the comms for Linlin and Flannery of just the map, the instructions. There's almost like a 3D layering it for as well as like if, like if you're playing a video game, you know, you can like look at the different levels or like blueprints. You can look
0: at the different levels.
2: Nice. Perfect. I think that's exactly what Flannery wanted out of this.
0: Beautiful. So I think what I would like to do next is I would like to check in on Mia And then I would like to have a staff meeting.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mia's next thing is very quick, uh, but she does need to leave the temporary headquarters to find a gas station to pick up a bunch of shit, which she then drops off in like her temporary office and then heads to the meeting. And she just buys a bunch of uh, convenience store garbage, mostly snacks, and like any good gas station convenience store in America, a cowboy hat. Because they always got those.
4: <laughs> true.
1: Beautiful. What?
4: Yes. Many oh yeah.
1: Trucker caps it, it, and, uh, and, and cowboy Aaron, hats.
0: Aaron? Aaron, can I talk to you over here for a second, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Kat, can we come over here and talk Aaron. in Canadian for a second? It's totally Aaron, one of those
1: things fuck? that you'd think is a joke, uh, because it's too ridiculous it's to real. be true, but it is one hundred percent true. Fuck?
2: Cat, what the fuck? What's going on? What, also, the fuck? what are they talking
4: about?
1: <laughs> you can also buy cowboy boots in some place. You
2: sure can. It was mm-hmm. one thing about the combos, but... I'm- hats?
1: Listen, listen, the combos aren't real. The hats are Here's the, combos the thing. Combos also like, are real. I live in
0: a okay, blue okay, state, okay. and I'm
3: more likely to see a hat than combos.
0: And yeah. okay. No, we just gotta... Listen, it's a cultural thing. Sometimes, you know how in the winter, when you go to 7-Eleven, they have toques? I guess it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. Okay, I think I okay. get it. Okay, I think we, we're good okay. to go back now. Okay, we're back. Okay, we're okay. Oh, all right. Cat and Aaron Okay, are back. I think we get it. Thank you. Okay, so now I do believe it is time for a staff meeting. There was supposed to be an important meeting between BB and Dr. Fusk and the support team and Commander McKay. It was cut short due to explosions, it's been rescheduled. Only, I think, half the support staff can make it. Callista is there. She has shed her grocery bag. Ada is there. Ada's all right. Everybody else is in medical. And it was our intelligence director who called this meeting, due to having some intelligence.
1: To those of you who have decided to be with us right now, thank you. I understand with everything that has happened, it's a lot right now. Calista, I very much appreciate it. I know the offer was extended for you to not be present for this meeting. Your presence is certainly appreciated. That goes for all of you. Um, Now, as for the one that actually called this meeting, I believe you had something you wanted to share with us before the entire world decided it wanted to come crashing down on all of us. That would be wonderful, thank you. And there is a sound device like
3: off to its own chair as if, like, somebody was supposed to be sitting there, but just
5: on from that side of the table. So, the first thing that is rather concerning is that we have found more information on Behemoth. Witnesses and reports are in agreement that it is real, but what makes it strange is that it's not native. It was not actually from Detroit. We've been able to get additional readings and reports that it was from Greenland and has been altered to appear American. That's probably why it's been tricky to find information.
0: Yeah, we've been scouring seismic activity from the entire Great Lakes region and nothing has turned up domestically.
1: So the data itself originates elsewhere. Any idea of record of time? I'd like to know how long this thing has been known of prior to becoming our problem. It's relatively recent, only discovered about last year. No
5: signs of anything before, and for for things American, no luck. Hmm.
1: All right. Any confidence that we'll be able to track this back to the source? Get more information from those responsible for creating this in the first place?
0: Uh, I think I can answer that. Calista gives a little wave. Um... We've been reaching out to the Heretical Ministry in Greenland and responses have been pretty favorable. We got delayed, obviously, due to losing the base, but it looks like they're going to be willing to work with us. We've also reached out to the CAF and they're going to be sending somebody.
2: Yeah, which is a bit of a relief, says Ada, as she like, leans back in her chair and puts a finger to her temples. because, um, She says, well, it's... Good that something is going smoothly, at least with basically half of us being out of commission right now.
5: Something this big cannot stay hidden for too long. It's only a matter of time before we can get more. Furthermore, the Kingston Penitentiary was repurposed into a heretical tech lab. We've been able to get surveillance footage of the Kingston incident showing Alexander Six hit from the direction of Lake Ontario, engaging with Astroth team. Further data claims that Alexander VI and Julius II were unlikely to be created at the penitentiary. Any origins of those two
1: is a little foggier now. They're also not local. Great, so we have hostiles that we can't account for their origin that have been operating under our nose for at least some time. This is not ideal, to say the least. It's good to know that we are expecting some level of cooperation from our neighbors, but I am worried that there is still too much we do not know. Most importantly, why? Not that that question has ever really had an answer over the last several years. Any more information of value to be brought to the table? I believe that is concluded.
0: Gee, I think this is a pretty okay time for a knock at the door. Let them in. The person standing at the door is wearing a uniform, different from all of yours. He is average height, kind of round-faced, short-cut, strawberry blonde hair. Ah, pleasure to meet you all. So sorry to interrupt. Sergeant Benjamin Lansky, Heretical Arms Development, Engineering, and Study, CAF. Where's my operative?
1: Your operative, the one that's been left in our care for medical attention, I believe. That's the one you're referring to.
0: Yes, codename Persephone.
1: And McKay looks about the room, primarily to the support staff, hoping one of them has an answer.
0: Yeah, Ada nods.
2: Yes, uh, Persephone, I believe, is being held in our main makeshift medical center right now with some of the other support staff. He
0: blinks pleasantly. Uh, I'm terribly sorry. I'm afraid I tried that already. Excuse me? I, I'm, a. am afraid I tried that already. Um, well, she was checked in yesterday after the incident on the bridge. She's no longer present. <sighs> Kids.
1: All right. Get security on it. Find her. We will report back to you as soon as we
0: do. Thank you so much. I appreciate the help. What a pleasure to finally work directly with you as opposed to remotely. Yes, of course, Lansky. It is
1: nice to finally meet you. If you head down the hall, the security head Mm -hmm. is down there at the table. Mm -hmm. Speak to them. They will give you their contact information. They will get yours. As soon as she is found, they will let you know immediately.
0: Certainly. Thank you very much for your assistance, Commander.
1: And thank you for your patience and understanding. We will find your agent.
0: I promise. Excellent. I look forward to it. I will leave you to your briefing. My sincere apologies for interrupting. And he gives a broad smile and a restrained little wave and goes to follow the directions.
1: McKay turns and looks at the table. So my hymnals die and I lose one of theirs. I want her found as soon as possible. (sighs) Communicate with security. This is another embarrassment I don't need on top of the tragedy we're already dealing with. There's a small lens that points over to Fusk.
5: Is there separation with Persephone and the rest of crew units?
4: Um, well, I can don't exactly have the information in in front of me. I can, uh, and (laughs) reaches into a pocket, pulls out uh, a, uh, gets a tablet, taps on a few things pulling up the uh, location information of uh, all of the local hymnal units. And Cat is there.
0: Huh? You know what, there is not. There are hell hymnals that are recognizable and more or less accounted for, and that's all you see.
4: I, um... Currently don't have any uh, local readings of Persephone's uh, hymnal unit. So uh, unaccounted for is what I would call her.
0: Speaking of unaccounted for hymnals. What's up, little Lynn and Flannery? You think a fun baby?
3: <laughs> Hopefully.
2: Yeah, I think as, as soon as they left, they probably would have sped away to wherever they need to go as soon as they could.
3: Do they have like any like city scooters or city bikes just to, like get through a little bit faster so they're not on foot?
0: I don't see why not. I mean, they have hymnals.
3: You know what? Sure, they can just use the Like they look at the city bikes and then they just like, like eh, that costs money. And then we'll just like
0: use the <laughs> hymnal units. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hunting time, time to find a baby.
2: Yeah, they're jumping through the city like Magical Girls or Tokusatsu Heroes right now, mm-hmm. just jumping through buildings, <laughs> going to where they need to go.
3: Mm-hmm. Looking down on occasion, just like checking notes and like check scans over visors or cons. And it's almost like when you're on Google Maps and then you like realize you overstepped a couple turns and you need to like, okay, try to like position yourself and like, okay, what direction is this actually? Which street is next?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kendall, could you describe... To me, the entrance of the top secret bunker, to which Lebebe has been uh, abducted,
4: I would say the actual entrance for it is kind of tucked away in the corner of maintenance halls within the tunnel system beneath Lake Superior. The door that you would immediately come to seems like a regular door. It's got a pretty typical like oh you need a card or like access like code to be able to open the door. And then past that is a higher security like armored door in a big room that has like security cameras in it, probably two three guards. And then behind that armored door is the inside of the bunker. It's all very sterile and very industrial-looking. So...
0: Flannery and Lin lin find themselves... in an underground complex? Off the highway, off the tunnel, a place few people know about, let alone know how to get to. And every little sound their hymnals make bounces off of these walls deep beneath the lake. And what, pray tell, do they propose to do next?
3: Okay, so they are guarding the entrance right there, but it's just a tunnel, so if we can go into any part of the hallway, oh, but if we break a hole, water will leak in, so that's pretty bad. Mm-mm. Yeah,
2: I don't like the idea of a whole lake coming down on top of us.
3: Yeah, cause then baby really would drown. Mm-mm.
2: Don't drown the baby. Don't drown the baby. Don't drown the baby.
3: I'm assuming storming through is just not a good idea.
2: Yeah. I guess, yeah, it would be a lot more trouble to just go in guns blazing. Although, uh, it's it's very tempting, though. I'll I'll tell you, I'm I'm not in a great mood to be, like, very agreeable with a lot of people right now.
3: Okay. Well, do you think we can just... Walk through and ask, if we say we know Baby?
2: Hmm... Something tells me they... They wouldn't just let us, if they... If they put them somewhere this secret. Uh, Hmm... I guess... The next best thing might be to, like, if we want to go in more directly, but we don't want to be seen, maybe is there a way to distract the guards?
3: What what would they be distracted by? I I don't want to make a nearby explosion. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Flannery winces because like her first idea was just to use her fire powers mm-hmm. to like light something on fire nearby.
3: Mm-hmm. And then she'll look over it's like, okay, so what's your idea?
2: You're way sneakier than I am. Like, maybe I could like go run out somewhere further out and make it seem like I'm trying to cause trouble somewhere else
3: mm-hmm.
2: while you go see if you can get in there.
3: Okay. As long as we're assuming they're going to go to the commotion and not deeper into the tunnel.
2: Do I see anything else in this complex or tunnel that looks like it might be of interest to an invading party, maybe?
4: I would say that the tunnels are primarily like maintenance and for moving people and materials through. And in which case there's like lots of wiring and stuff down here that controls the actual functioning of this tunnel, like all of like the lights and stuff, making sure that it's safe. Uh, and mm. like doesn't collapse in on itself. I'm like, if an angel were to get down here and start wrecking stuff, it would be very, very bad. Plus also cutting off the islands from the mainland. So if something were to go down here, people would be very worried, yes.
2: Mm. Okay, yeah. So Flannery probably, probably doesn't want to put any of that stuff in danger. Um, You said there was like security cameras and whatnot around here?
4: Yeah, I'd imagine there would be just like in the tunnels and such, yeah.
2: I guess that's probably a pretty good target to go for. Like, if they want to not be seen anyway, then it might be good for Flannery to maybe make a show of going for the security cameras because that's the least, (laughs) like, necessary for survival thing down here. And it also, it would help Lin-Lin.
3: All right, wonderful. So, yeah. All right, how about you go... Okay, I think there's some cameras over there. If we're able to work with that, I can attempt just crawling or slipping in. I can get pretty fast. I don't know how fast, but pretty fast
2: yeah and i'm I'm pretty good at like fending people off so i'm I'm pretty good with them- all coming after me
3: i I don't think you need to fight them, but you know i I do think you know breaking part of the camera, at least making noise of that can be distracting and a good reason for them okay. to move.
2: Maybe, yeah, maybe not that showy then. Okay.
3: No, a, a little bit showy. To get yet. their attention? I mean, like, a, a little bit showy is fine. We, we do need to get their attention. Okay. Like, it, just maybe, like, as long as there's no, like, you know, city on fire or forest fire or anything like that, we should be good.
2: Okay. I'll try and keep that in check then.
3: All right. I'll be relying on you for that. And if I find a way to get you a signal or a way in, I'll give you the heads up.
2: All right, sounds good. All right. And uh, I guess Flannery's going to take off in the direction of the cameras and see if she can um take one out conspicuously but not too conspicuously.
0: So you're just going to whip sort a camera? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just going to mm-hmm. whip sort a camera. Okay.
2: <laughs> and I think Yeah, I think she's uh, going to get in like a, a a as much of a shady area of the tunnel as she can get to so she's not fully in view and then just like flick the sword out towards the camera with as much like uh, accuracy as she can manage, which is a decent amount considering she's done a lot of like ribbon work in gymnastics before.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And shortly after you hear the little ping of the camera being knocked down, you see the guards briefly incline their ears toward their headpieces and move on down the hall. Ugh, shit
1: like okay like all right, oh, hold on now like so what I'm trying to say is here we can we can do this while we walk what I'm trying to say is it's really a misnomer uh, when they uh, say post third wave like the it never really ended uh-huh. they kept making ska for years man like post third wave is just like people not paying attention to all the crazy artists out here who are just keeping ska alive man
0: People still make modernist art, and postmodernism is a real thing.
1: Yeah, I suppose that's
0: true. (laughs) Flannery's suddenly
2: very not worried that they're actually going to find her.
0: Word post doesn't mean anything.
1: Damn. Man, you're right. I never thought about it that way.
0: Art history major, boy.
1: Man, I knew I should have went to school. Uh. Why are you laughing? You're also working here. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, I think as that's beautifully happening, there's going to be some golden sparks around Lumen's unit as she just like dashes like a bullet straight through the tunnel.
0: All right. Don't need
3: to use stealth by this point. Like, we're going to get caught eventually and they seem to be busy.
0: They, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. Flannery is probably way faster than these guards.
2: Yeah, I think she'll make a few conspicuous, like, italic footsteps as she runs in an opposite direction to them, but, like, she is quite fast, so I don't think they'll be able to actually keep pace with her.
0: Gonna loop around and rejoin Linlin?
2: Yeah, she'll take another loop around the tunnel the other way, yeah.
0: Yeah. And the two of you find your way to the bunker door, which you're not supposed to be able to open. So let's open it. Cool. (laughs) And it's
3: not even, like, full scythe mode. It is, like, the tiniest, like, red spearhead that she's, like, pulling out and just, like, drawing a circle. Just to, you know, like, sear her way through and make a little walking path in this dory here.
0: Yeah, baby, there is a, not a super loud sound, but an audible sparking.
4: hmm
0: There's a smell of superheated metal.
4: Baby doesn't notice it at first because they're very entrenched in the thing that they're doing. And then, like, once it starts to smell, they're like, What? And then, like, look up and, like, can tell something's going on with the door. And they hop up and, like, back a little bit, thinking of calling out for help, but then realizing they're the only person in this room. Also, if something's happening outside, that means something has happened to the cars that are out there. And so it's just, like, trying to figure out what to do, but, like, the answer isn't
0: coming quick enough to them. Yeah. And then eventually you see the door glowing bright red-hot and that red-hot glow tracing a circle um, in the bunker door. Oh, no. Sparks are flying onto the carpet. The scent of burning things is live on the air.
4: Baby looks over to the table where the crystal for their hymnal unit is lying on far away from them and there is a thought to go get it and transform, but I think by the time the
0: door comes down, they don't. And on the other side of the door are Sunrise Vixen and Dolce Diver.
2: I think Sunrise Vixen steps in very brashly. We're Luke Skywalker, we're here to rescue you.
0: Fuck, Aaron. I'm so mad at you right Uh, now. awful. Oh, and, and I'm the, so
3: mad at you. And <laughs> then Leland uh, deactivates her unit. So it's just her small child walking in and she, she, like, she's like exhausted. like, pick up your phone. Oh,
4: oh, sorry. Uh, and <laughs> looks over to the table that <laughs> their phone is on next to the crystal for their hymnal unit. Oh, sorry. There's um, not great reception. What? What are you all doing here? What are you doing here?
2: Yeah, like, we were worried about you, baby.
4: Oh. um, Wait, did they not tell everyone?
2: They said you'd been, like, taken away by your parents, but they didn't say where. And I'm going to be honest. I just, I don't trust a lot of adults in this situation right now to be straight with us about anything. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) we wanted to make sure you were okay.
3: Yeah. We wouldn't know how long you'd be here or what would be happening with you. You you just disappeared and we didn't know for how long.
4: Oh I thought they would tell you. Um Yeah. My parents pulled me from hell.
2: That's did they even ask you? If you wanted to, yeah,
4: they rarely
3: ask anything before they make their decisions. Well, you have every right to choose for yourself, right? Don't let them choose. For, like you, you want to be able to help out here, right?
4: They look down. I.
2: I mean, like regardless, I. I guess even if you, even if you don't, like. I don't like the idea of them just, like, pulling you away and putting you in, like, an underground bunker without even asking how you feel about it.
3: I mean, what am I supposed to do? They're my parents. You can just not do it.
2: That's, that's not normal. Like, you should be able to tell your parents how you feel without being, like, afraid of them.
3: I mean, it's
4: not like I'm afraid of them. It's that, it's, maybe they're right. I don't know if I'm cut out for this. After everything that's happened, I just don't think that... I don't know if I'm doing any good.
3: Or if I should be the one to even try to be doing good. You made it this far. So you're telling me that, like... Everything else that stopped or destroyed everybody else, and you're gonna stop just because your parents said you should, no, not, or your parents don't like it if you go, no, not just because of them. I've, I don't, it's,
4: I've been pushing past it, trying to stick in this, trying to be with you all, trying to help Lieutenant, and I don't know, I guess it's just all been kind of building up. I, I don't, I feel. I don't know if this is what I want to be doing, and I've never felt like it was the thing I should be doing. And after what happened yesterday, I, I don't know if I could watch anyone else die again.
2: I, I get you on that front. I don't even want to say everything feels like it's not enough. To say about yesterday, I don't know if it helps. I'm not saying this to convince you of anything. I don't, because I don't even know if I can convince myself of much right now. But Linlin and I have only gotten as far as we've gotten because you've been there helping us. Same with Mia. So regardless of how you feel about it, I'm grateful for that. Thank you.
3: Yeah, yesterday I really felt like I could have died any second. And obviously, I don't think any of us really need anybody or each other that much, but damn, it really helps to have each other's back.
2: And even if you decide that maybe this isn't something you want to keep doing, I feel like I want to protect you regardless, because these things are just going to keep coming for us no matter where we go. And as long as we have these hymnals, or maybe even if we don't, I wanna be ready to protect the both of you. I don't like being in a situation where people are taking that option away from us, which is why we came.
4: I appreciate both of you so much. And after everything we've been through, I'm sorry I didn't answer. I I guess part of me I was just scared. I didn't know what I was gonna tell you. I was hoping they would tell you and maybe I we could leave it at that, but that's not that's not right to either of you. I'm sorry.
2: You don't have to be sorry. We're just glad we found you, glad that you're okay.
3: I wish Yeah. Glad you still have your unit. Keep yourself safe. I...
4: I wish I were braver. Like the two of you. I'm
2: going to tell you right now, it's less of a bravery thing and more of just a having no fucking clue what you're doing kind of thing. Just hoping that you're getting through it, okay?
3: I don't really know what I need from this, but it's something, so I'll take it. But it, 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 you know, you're you. You probably can have a much bigger life outside of this. So, if you're not coming back, I just hope you're safe and happy. I hope the same for you. That sounds nice. I wish...
2: Mm -hmm.
4: I wish we lived in a world where you all didn't have to fight. That we didn't have to fight.
2: Mm -hmm. Same.
3: I... If I'm honest, I don't even know what I'd do. (laughs) But... You know, at least in this one, I can try to get there.
2: Yeah. I think up to now I'd just kind of been pretending like we did and that this was all just some kind of diversion I could be a part of until I could get back to that, but... (laughs) Yeah, that's not not the world we live in. It's never been, and I think we just got to make the best of it.
4: I guess, I don't want to be a soldier anymore. So, I don't know.
2: Well, would you let us be your bodyguards at least?
4: <laughs> I mean, the two of you would probably be a lot better than, I guess, whoever was supposed to be at the door. Oh, by the way, they're safe, right?
2: I, th- I think yeah.
4: Okay, good. You didn't you didn't knock them out, right?
2: Oh yeah, no, they're they're halfway down the other tunnel right now. It, although they might come back soon, so we should probably hurry.
4: Yeah, um, I can figure out what to say about the door. Next time I'll knock. Yeah, that, that'd be nice.
2: Maybe I can try and like weld some of this back together.
4: <laughs> yeah. You all don't have to worry about it. That that's gonna take a lot of time. By that, they'll be back, and they'll be. I'll just, I'll tell my parents um, there was an electrical issue or something. I guess I'll figure it out. So uh, you all should probably be going before they come back.
2: I am. Um, yeah, I guess so. Well. We'll try and keep in touch as much as we can with the bad reception and everything. Yeah,
4: I'll try to mm-hmm. answer my phone. The, the bunker has its own line actually. I can, uh, and we'll like write down yeah. the number <laughs> for it.
2: Oh yeah, no, that would be good. Cause we want to let you know if there's like something, yeah. something big coming your way. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I appreciate right, that. Perfect. I do watch a lot of news down here.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, yeah, the news hasn't been fun.
0: And then the children hug.
3: Does Baby hug first? I don't know. I think um, Lin-Lin and Baby wait for Flannery to hug first. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think when it becomes apparent that Linlin and Flannery are about to actually leave, then Flannery will make the, the move to bring both Linlin and Baby in for the big hug.
4: Baby, like, fully goes into it and, like, squeezes tighter.
3: It's not going to be the same without you.
4: Well, I'm... You're all welcome to here in my home, I guess, whenever you all want. So things don't have to change that much. We can, um, we can do, we can go out, get something to eat, you know, once everything is kind of cleared up a bit.
2: Yeah. Once this is over, let's, let's make, a, let's make a date to go back to the crab shack. Yeah. I'm
4: gonna... I'm going to miss you guys.
2: Same. Yeah. Same to you.
4: I'm going to miss you. Thank you for everything.
3: Please keep your unit, though. Just, uh, sh- you know. Should I? It, it yeah. feels like you. But I feel like no, someone's yeah, going to come for it. Yeah, when we say stay
2: it. safe, like, that's probably, like, you don't have to use it to fight, but it's still going to be the best way to stay safe if there's, like, condemnation or anything around. Yeah.
4: <sighs> I guess you're right, yeah. I'll...
2: Like, God forbid the tunnels get flooded with angel shit or something.
3: Just... In case anything happens, I know that you can do something about it. Okay.
4: I'll... I'll keep it. For now.
2: Thank you, that would make us feel a lot better. Mm. And Flannery will turn to lin and nod. Alright, I guess... Where to, then?
3: Um, well, out of here, and just need to hope that security and Mia don't find
0: out about this. Speaking of the proverbial devil, what's Mia up to?
1: I'm so happy you asked, Cat.
0: Hopefully finding out. Yes.
1: <laughs> um...
2: <laughs> Hopefully she's been fucking around and now is finding yeah. out. Well... <laughs> so- <laughs>
1: So, after making her little errand run, Mia returns to the temporary hell headquarters and makes her way through the narrow and busy halls of this pretty meager building until she makes her way to the room that both Thimbledown and Elena are being kept in um, while they both recover. And Mia lets herself into the makeshift hospital room and Haas is just knocked out cold, neck brace, hat is gone, just looks a mess. And as Mia enters, she looks over him to Elena and produces a hat from behind her back and sets it on top of his Head covering his face almost as she walks around the cot to the other side and then tips it up slightly so he can breathe and then sits down, uh, pulls up a chair and sits down next to Elena.
0: Who is still unresponsive?
1: Mia produces from the bag from the convenience store sour gummy worms and tears it open and just starts talking as she eats couple every few seconds. I, um... I used to eat these a lot when I was running from the National Guard after the emergence. Just looting convenience stores. I was going to submit um, a request to have the kids removed from the program, but, um... New orders came across my desk, I guess you could call it. I don't really have a desk anymore, I guess. From McKay wanting me to find replacements for some of the lost hymnals. So uh really don't think that letting these kids off the hook is gonna happen anytime soon. I really don't know what to do. <clears throat> I mean, the right thing to do for everyone is to just do whatever I can to make them stay in it, right? It just feels wrong. But then stuff like this happens. I've been willing to die for this for a long time. It just feels so off to tell them to.
0: There's a little bit of a stir from her. She doesn't quite open her eyes, but there's a little soft sound. Yeah, you always know what to say.
1: And Mia just grabs her hand and squeezes it and stands up, leaves the snacks by the cot. And as she walks back around the cot, she fixes Haas' hat a little bit and says, you take care of her, okay? And she sees herself out of the room.
0: On your way out of the room, you bump into somebody who has been looking for you. Duh, nobody in particular, a, uh, an officer, not quite your rank. Orders from the commander. Um, we've got one more for you. <sighs>
1: okay. Mia runs her hands through her hair and grabs the assignment and starts paging through it.
0: It is a staff folder. Staff folder four, one Scarlet Morse. Reassigned from Gamigan team to Marcosius team. Pilot of the hymnal, there existed an addiction to blood. Alias addiction.
1: All right, here we go again. <clears throat> Thank you. You're dismissed.
0: And they salute and make their way down the hall. Shit,
1: okay. Guess I have a pilot to meet.
0: Yeah. And where, pray tell, can the replacement? Because, well, I- Re- replacement is difficult to say. Addiction would have been reassigned to Marcosia's team even if Hell had not been informed of Baker's withdrawal in no uncertain terms. But it's hard not to see her as a replacement. And where can she be found?
4: Scarlett is retrieving her new hymnal unit from Dr. Fosk. Um, and is um, out in like a courtyard. Mm. Um, yeah, she's out there doing some target practice, uh, trying out her new hymnal.
0: And tell us, tell us what, tell us what Scarlet looks like, please. Oh, please. for
4: sure, uh, for all of us. Um, yeah. So Scarlet is currently in her new hymnal, visions of bodies being burned. Aka Visions. It is this sleek black two-piece hymnal, essentially, uh, where the bottoms are essentially like um, like a metal and black leather like battle skirt is really the only word I can think of here. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like Chris' info gear. Yeah.
4: Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, With, uh, does she have heels? Fuck yeah, why not? She's got heels. Um, uh, And uh, the top piece kind of like breaks off into um, a, uh, like a chest piece um, with like huge shoulder, um, with like these huge shoulder pieces. Uh, where the panel lines kind of glow red, and uh, like almost built into like these shoulder pauldrons are large speakers that pump with every single fist punch that she does as uh, the armor comes down, like with like leather straps down her arms, on into uh, gauntlets that similarly have around the wrist, at least in this form of it. Um, like smaller speakers, like around the wrist that amplify um, every punch, releasing like a shock wave. And right now she's just doing target practice, punching the air, sending shock waves out in, the, in a distance, uh, like across this firing range uh, to the targets at the other end of it. Um, her hair is this bright, Actually, uh, not at this point. It's like this kind of faded, um, a uh, faded red. Uh, where she and like locks that are kind of tied up and like currently over like w- like over like to one side uh, of her head. It's not like she doesn't have like a shaved like undercut, but she just like that's the way in which she parts her hair. Um, her like underneath the armor and like across like her face, you can see that there are remnants of, like, battle scars that are, um, peek out from underneath the armor, uh, and, like, she has this huge scar, uh, across the bridge of her nose, um, and it's, yeah, she's just going ham, uh, like, looking like she's having the time of her life just destroying these targets every single punch hits dead center
1: okay well
2: <laughs> you sneaky sneaks
0: <laughs> beautiful i foreshadowed it mm-hmm. i know <laughs>
1: All right, let me just tear a couple pages out of my notebook real quick. Just
0: don't need those
1: anymore. (laughs) Yep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Improvised storytelling, baby. Mia watches.
1: Given that Mia has not been announced yet, she just kind of stands and lets this whole little thing go on for a little while. And then when it seems like it's drawing to an end, Mia is gonna make her way down towards the open space and just clears her throat she's not even in uniform fully still she's just wearing her cap and has her jacket just like thrown over her shoulders <clears throat>
4: scarlett is currently doing like a little post workout stretch trying to uh, catch her breath yo what's up
1: oh ooh hmm <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, new worst child! New worst child!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes! this is going to be one of those. <clears throat> my name is Lieutenant Mia Tally. You've been assigned to my unit as of a few hours ago. I figured it would be worth my time to introduce myself and get to know you. As I've seen your name on staff reports, but this is my first time meeting you in person. Miss Morse.
4: Oh, sick. Marcosia's team, right?
1: Correct. Marcosius team.
4: Dope. Pleasure to meet you, and she'll go over to give you a fist bump.
1: Mia stares, and there are flashes through her mind of, oh no, this is me. <laughs> I'm staring in a mirror that goes to the past. Yeah, Mia stretches her hand for a handshake and then when she sees the fist bump, just stares in complete befuddlement for a few seconds and then closes her hand slowly and then lets the fist bump happen.
4: Scarlet kind of sees your hesitation. 100% this was a power move and uh, the lieutenant just failed. And Uh, she, like you give like the very weak bump and she goes, all right. Cool, cool. Uh, and uh, reaches into her pocket, takes out her vape, takes a real long
1: pull. <laughs> so. All right, now this one's just not happening. Nope. <laughs> 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 Mia takes it out of her hands.
0: New worst one. She really is the new, a worst, new child. worst one. Yes, I love Scarlet. <laughs> You've caught me on so a much. difficult day,
1: but this was pushing it a little bit far. Excuse me. Just. And Mia hands it back. Self-awareness, really? I'm your superior officer.
4: What exactly did I do that offended you, Lieutenant?
1: Ah, great. Your form was actually pretty good, but it's a lot of brute force. You could use a little bit more focus in some areas. We'll get started on that as soon as possible. We'll be doing a lot of drills early in the mornings especially given everything that's happened. We have a lot of work to do. I will be getting you introduced to the other members of the team here shortly. In the meantime, I will make sure you know where to find me, and I will make sure I know where to find you. You have a wonderful day, Miss Morse. We'll speak again shortly.
4: She gives a very sarcastic salute. Heard loud and clear, Lieutenant. Takes another rip of the vape.
0: And night falls over the interim hell base. People are still scrambling, and they're going to be scrambling well into the night to try and reestablish a hold on the city that was built for hell after their base is lost. And we see a couple shots here and there. We see... uh, commander mckay and an absolute pile of paperwork that seems to have materialized out of nowhere we see dr fusk hard at work on mia's request certainly not wondering if he did the right thing he probably should be but he's not we see Callista limp into the medical bay again with a big bag over her shoulder With a little unwanted help from Ada, she produces some butterscotch apple tarts. She is still cursing under her breath, though. And the former hell base is shrouded in a rainbow fog. Whatever is happening there, for now it is impossible to tell. Roar to Heaven stars Aaron Cerise as Flannery, Kendrick as Baby, Jordan as Linlin, and Dylan as Mia. I have been your choirmaster, Kat. Editing and sound design by Kathleen Childs, and transcripts are by Luca. We are playing Blazing Hymn, a game based on the Lumen Engine by Spencer Campbell. Thanks to all our Kickstarter and Itch supporters for making Roar to Heaven possible. This episode was sponsored by Nave of Cups at naveofcups.com. Thanks so much for your support.
3: Yeah, the news hasn't been fun. Yeah. Been playing a lot of
4: um, water Symbol on my bim-bimbo quick
0: monstrous absolutely absolutely <laughs> monstrous absolutely completely not allowed I've
1: been sitting on that one for a second
0: <laughs> heinous heinous like any
1: good anime we have fake brands and we got the best mm-hmm, of them folks mm-hmm. who needs your wick one. donalds when you've got the Bimbo witch <laughs> <laughs> the bimbimbo click I'll the have the you know. oh excuse me sorry the click the Bimbo click
2: Oh. So happy the McElroy's have their own console. hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. And then the children hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to get I was about to everybody. <laughs>